my base mission is to eradicate the great lie of unworthiness. That's like the underpinning of all the things. Mm -hmm. And to make you take a good hard look at the fact that you're the problem and the solution. You're the cause of every effect. And what prohibits us from taking that level of radical personal responsibility, ironically, are the issues that we have with our worth. This is the Level Up Together podcast, a place to talk about building better relationships, leveling up your business and life, and living a life you've always wanted. While it's not easy, it's definitely worth it. So if that sounds like your sort of thing, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tasha Baird-Miller, and this is Level Up Together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Level Up Together podcast. Join me every week as I capture strategies from incredibly successful women as we share wisdom and inspiration on how to level up your business and life. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. If Brene Brown and Tony Robbins had a baby, it would be Tracy Litt. Tracy Litt is a proven powerhouse of transformation. As a leadership expert, mindset coach, and spiritual advisor, she helps people across the globe to break the patterns that bind them so they can become the highest versions of themselves to create the businesses, relationships, and lives of their dreams. She does this through her powerful and practical process, the choice method, which elevates prosperity, fulfillment, and happiness to new and incredible heights. Tracy is the celebrated author of Worthy Human, her best-selling book that is a must-read, Tracy is leading a major movement in self-worth, empowerment, and wild success for visionary leaders. And there's so much more to Tracy's impressive background that she can share as she speaks with us today. Well, welcome, Tracy. It's so great to have you on today's show. Thank you for having me. I am really excited that we're getting to do this. Absolutely. Me too. Why don't we start things off with you talking a little bit about your background and your expertise and what got you to where you are today? Yes. So uh, I am a licensed professional coach, uh, mindset teacher, spiritual advisor, rapid transformational hypnotherapist, best-selling author, TEDx speaker. Yay. Like it's amazing to, you know, when you are none of those things like four and a half years ago, to be able to say that just feels so good. Um, and really what I get to do every day is support female leaders and entrepreneurs and becoming the next level version of themselves, because inside of that transformation, we easily generate everything that we desire, right? Because we're the common denominator that changes and our beliefs and our thoughts and uh, the way we see the world and our focus and attention and the energy that we emit. Um, so, you know, I ended up uh, leaving a corporate career after being afraid for two years, which is why I studied fear. And now it's one of my areas of expertise because it paralyzed me for two years. Uh, but I was uh, in corporate America uh, in elder care, actually. I have a huge affinity for the elderly. Mm -hmm. And I was working in a VP of human resource and talent acquisition capacity. And it was good, but it wasn't fulfilling. And I had that kind of like soul gnawing at me, like, oh, you just can't do this until the day you die. You were meant for something bigger. You know, that feeling where you're like, okay, there's more. You're not sure what the more is, how the more is going to come about and what you're going to do to satisfy the more. It was just undeniable that there was something beyond what I was doing. 
And uh, through the course of loving my fear and taking the leap, I then manifested a layoff from that VP job. And here I am and Lit Factor just had our five-year anniversary in September. Well, congratulations on your five-year anniversary. That's pretty spectacular. Thanks. Thanks. So you have a pretty um, incredible TEDx. Uh, it's all about fear. Talk to us about how that was birthed and, and how it came to light. Oh, thank you. Uh, I really love the TEDx too. And I was really grateful to be given the opportunity, you know, and, and I think it's really important to always share, like, how do we get where we're going? I applied and applied and applied and applied and applied. It was rejected and rejected and rejected and rejected. And then there it was. Then I got like two, yes, we want yous, right? And one was in Miami. I live in Palm Beach. And I was like, this is, thank you, universe, exactly. And so the other one was uh, out in, um, I think it was in Minnesota or Wisconsin, but it was far away. Mm -hmm. And I immediately was like, yes, this is, this is what I want to be doing. And, you know, the TEDx is so meaningful to me because in the way we were raised and brought up um, patriarchally, societally, collective think, we have a very warped, misguided understanding of fear. And the misunderstanding keeps us stuck and keeps us the same and keeps us from really going after how big and badass our lives can be, right? Um, so the essence of it, Dear Fear, It's Not You, It's Me, which is the title of it, was an inspiration that happened when I was on a run one day about a year into the business and I was totally paralyzed. I had done a lot of action and then I was like, ah, ah, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I serve. And I just kind of went into this freak out mode. And I realized on that run, like, oh my God, it's, it's fear is not the problem. I'm, I'm the problem. It's not fear. Like fear is doing its job. It's biological. It's our wiring. It's my relationship to it. That's the issue. And that's when I kind of shifted my relationship with it through a series of exercises that I now teach and coach in my mind magic program. Um, and then I did the TEDx on it and it was a game changing TEDx because it told us the truth about fear, mm -hmm. which is it's doing its job. Love it. Don't be mad at it. Don't push through it. Don't overcome it. That's not a thing that makes it louder. Instead, bring it towards you. Love it. Be like, hey, I see you. I feel you, but I'm safe, right? And, and you, there's nothing to be, creating your dreams feels scary, but you don't have to be afraid. And I think there's a big distinction there. And so what about acknowledging it changes your perspective and mindset around fear that gives you the momentum to take the next step forward? When you love it and you acknowledge it and you're kind to it, and dare I say, grateful for it, because it's the same part of your wiring that actually does keep you alive. When like you're at the beach and you're going to go in the water and you see a fin in the water, it's that fear response. It's like, no, stay on land. You know, um, it's the same fear response that when you're walking home from dinner with a friend, you see down the alleyway and there are some people in the back and you're like, okay, I'm not going to walk down that alleyway. So when you're grateful for it and you love it, you actually diffuse its power. It moves from being this, you know, thing that's, that's sitting across the table from you working against you. And it becomes like an ally. You start to use its energy for good. And then, I mean, like sky's the limit. That is literally how I got to where I am in such a beautiful short window of time was to completely shift that relationship. I love my fear every day. I joke with my clients that I have a little invisible desk next to mine and my fear just sits at it all day long because I'm scared all the time. 
So what do you say to people when they think that fear has to just go away versus fear has to be just one voice, one of many voices that you probably have in your space, right? Because you have your, I call fear your inner critic, um, but there's also, that's one voice. Um, another voice is your inner wisdom, right? Or it could be your, your hero. Um, and so how do you help people compartmentalize to say, you know what, you have all of these voices in your space who are there for a purpose. Um, and instead of letting it go, telling it, telling you you have to overcome it just mm -hmm. to embrace it. Right. Cause so many times we say we want to overcome something, which means you get rid of it. Right. You never have to experience it again. But what you're talking about here is you really just want to embrace it. You want to acknowledge that it's there. You want to embrace that it's there. You want to understand its purpose and then put it in the right um, frame of mind for what you're trying to accomplish at that time. So like, talk me through the steps you help people go through to get the right frame of mind around fear. Yeah, so there are a lot of steps. So I'm gonna kind of condense it down into the voices as it pertains to fear. So the core answer is, don't believe a thought you think. Yeah. Because what does whatever the voices are, bottom line is, is that if you're not deliberately thinking or thinking on purpose, then the thoughts that are coming into your conscious awareness are being brought to you by fear, ego, and past experience. Mm. Full stop. That's it. That's why you keep reliving the same reality, feeling the same emotions, doing the same thing, feeling the same levels of self-doubt, subscribing to lies like imposter syndrome, because you're believing that thinking, but it's important to know that that thinking is being brought to you by fear and ego and past experience because your system is fighting you to keep you the same. So if you're going to go to speak on that stage or pitch yourself to speak on that stage. And then all of a sudden you wait a few seconds after it's like, oh my God, so exciting, I'm gonna do it, right? And then you give yourself like a good 23, 25 seconds, just wait. And the thoughts of self-doubt will start to infiltrate because what's happened is your fear response is what's shooting up those thoughts of self-doubt. In an effort and a hope that you will totally believe that doubt and sit back down and do nothing. Mm. Right. So it's really important that the core answer here is don't believe a thought you think question every thought that comes past your conscious awareness. Know that if you are feeling insecure, it's because you're thinking insecure. If you are feeling low or anxious, it's because you're thinking anxiously. If you're feeling unstoppable and confident, it's because you're thinking thoughts of unstoppability and confidence. Mm -hmm. So your mind really has a lot of power. It has all the power. Yeah. It is all the power, both conscious and subconscious, because when we talk about mind, it's not just thoughts. And I think that's a really, that's like kind of like a, where do people go wrong type of thing, right? We tend to think of mindset as like affirmation work. And that is not even close to what it is. And I do love all work. I think all modalities, all, it's, there's a place for all of it, right? Because ultimately it's helping to make you better. Uh, but mindset is really about your mind and your body, your conscious and your subconscious. And both going into your subconscious and shifting and healing the things that have caused you to believe limiting, you know, things about yourself in the world. Mm -hmm. And then consciously learning how to think differently and make new conscious choices. That combo works 
every single time. It's the core of what I teach in my programs, right? And we have a 0% fail rate because when you're playing with both, you're going to get where you want to go. So talk to me about where is the right place or how do we think about the use of mantras and affirmations when it comes to mindset? Because sometimes that's the right place for a person to start to at least get to the place that you want them to go to get to that complete balance. And so how does that play into that space? Yeah, I think mantras and affirmations are great in the moment. Okay. They're not going to give you sustainable change as a standalone over time, right? We, it it is essential that we're working belief and belief means subconscious. That's where belief lives. That's where it's housed. It's also connected to your body. It's the emotion in your body. It's the wounds and trauma that lives in your cells. It's the memory, all of that. We, we have to do that work. So where I find mantras or affirmations work beautifully are in the moment, right? So example, there's a mantra that recently came out of me um, because so much of what comes out of me, like I don't even remember saying, you know, it's like I'm just a vessel. And I was doing a Facebook live and uh, I said, the universe is your safety net. And I went, oh, and then lots of my clients and other uh, people that um, are hanging out in my communities were like, holy, that was, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. So utilize that as a mantra before you're about to go do something that maybe you feel nervous about, pause, put your hand on your heart and, and, you know, repetitively say to yourself, the universe is my safety net, the universe is my safety net. So I find that mantras affirmations help when we're really about to go do a thing, right? Or even you're about to go use your voice with your spouse and like you've been pretty much mute for 20 years, which is not uncommon, right? right? Um, my voice is meant to be, my voice is meant to be heard. My voice is meant to be heard. I matter. I matter. I matter. Those would be things you would encant to yourself before you do something. Mm, I love it. It's almost like as the fear is coming about, the mantra is, is replacing that fear and giving you that momentum to just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So you recently wrote a book called Worthy Human. You are the problem and the solution. And I read this recently and it just completely resonated with me. Um, And I really would like to encourage all of my listeners to read it. Um, But talk to us about your book and, and what that's all about. Well, first, thank you. Thank you for getting it. Thank you for reading it. Thank you for sharing it. Like makes me emotional because that's why I wrote it. And um, this is important that I share this because I need you to all, everyone who's hanging out with us to just see your own potential and use me as an expander for a minute. I struggled with not feeling smart enough my whole life. And, um, it's part of what got me into this work and so much so that I used to skip second period in high school. Um, I dropped out of college. I have no college degree because that pervasive limiting belief that I didn't know was lurking, Mm. was driving my decision-making. So to hear you share and reflect back about the book, number one, okay, so for a girl who never thought she was smart enough, I wrote a best-selling book that's changing lives. Hello, who you've been is zero indication of who you're capable of becoming. That's the point of this little story, right? You can, you can, you can, that's so exciting. And, uh, you know, so I just want to share that and, and writing the book was both in service of 
how can I share all the things that I'm teaching and coaching my clients on constantly and get it out in, in like mass and have it be a super low investment point so it's easy for everybody to digest and do it in a way where if that's all you chose to do with me and you actually utilize the book the way I designed it, you'll get massive changes, right? So we're the human, you are the problem and you are the solution. The title was very intentional. Number one, my base mission is to eradicate the great lie of unworthiness. That's like the underpinning of all the things. Mm -hmm. And to make you take a good hard look at the fact that you're the problem and the solution. You're the cause of every effect. And what prohibits us from taking that level of radical personal responsibility, ironically, are the issues that we have with our worth. Mm -hmm. Because now if I say, okay, I'm the problem, if you're, if you have worth issues, your psyche is going to be like, no, you're like, you can't do that because if you're the problem, then you suck and you're not enough and you're not valuable. And it takes you down this rabbit hole of hell. But when you really realize, okay, inherently your birthright, like do, you do nothing for this. Mm -hmm. Your birthright is you are worthy. You are whole, you are abundant, you are lovable purely because you are a human who is breathing. That mm -hmm. is all right. So when you accept that, as a truth and you allow yourself to start to believe it, now you can step up and make massive change and finally get out of your own way because you realize oh, I'm the problem. Cool. Which means I'm the solution. Mm -hmm. And inside of the book, uh, the chapters are called choices because I really wanted to drill home. Like everything's a choice, right? Are you ready to get out of your own way? Are you ready to love yourself? Are you ready to be happy? Like, you know, and inside there are work sections. So you get theory and story. So then if you pause in the nice gray boxes and you do the exercises, you gain the transformation of the practices. And that's what feels so exciting to me about it. Well, that's the thing is, um, and I just wanna reinforce, it is a very action-oriented read and it is intended to listen and then action. Um, and if you do the work, you learn so much about yourself that you didn't even realize was there. Um, and I think it really reinforces that all the beliefs that you had before, all the limiting beliefs that you had before really were of your own making. Yes, you can tie them back to something that existed in your past, but that's just an event. You mm -hmm. carry that belief forward and that belief has, you know, created the, the journey that you've been on, but you have the ability to change that by changing your belief. Yes. Yes. That's how, and like hello is that not the most exciting news you've ever heard <laughs> right like i remember when i really first got into the work i was obsessive about just learning more and learning more and learning more and learning more and i was so excited that i was you know how who can i tell and where's the tallest building you give me a neon suit and a megaphone because like hello did you know you could change you know it's fascinating because years and you know, decades and decades ago, it was believed that once we hit like our mid twenties, it was just like, okay, this is who you are. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And now it is, that is, that is a, a debunked, you know, uh, antiquated piece of information. And now the truth is, oh, hello, these humans, they're plastic, they're malleable. They can fire new neurons together. They can wire new pathways. They can think differently. They can shift their beliefs. They can uninstall old beliefs. They can reprogram new beliefs. It's incredible incredible. And so, uh, so talk to me about the relationship that we have with ourselves, mm -hmm. how that becomes the basis for the leadership that we put out into the world. 
whether it's a you know specific title or or role that you play within an organization or the leader role that you play within your family or the leader role you play as an entrepreneur talk to me about that relationship and how we can influence our own leadership and the impact that we have on others okay so um I'm going to take it in two parts, the leadership part and the relationship with self part. So the relationship itself, your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship of your life. Let that in. I have three kids. I have an awesome husband. I have an outstanding family. My sisters are my soul friends that have been my best friends for 37 years. I am the most important relationship of my life. And I need you to be also because everything comes out of you. And if you don't see, when I say relationship, our association is to go outside of us relationship with who relationship with what, and what we need to, and what we deserve to shift into a paradigm of is as soon as we hear relationship, it's like, Oh, with me, like relationship with self, right? So that you can prioritize yourself and accept yourself and nourish yourself and honor yourself and trust yourself because when you are firing from that place, you are the best version of you to love your children, your spouse, your friends, your family, your work, right? This whole weird martyrdom thing that we were raised under is just wrong and unhealthy and unfair. So we have to realize that we are the common denominator. So once we recognize relationship with self, yes, now we have a different level of energy and essentially we're always leading. So let's weave this into leadership. We're leading all the time. <laughs> you are leading yourself. You are leading your team. You are leading your kids. You are leading when you hold the door open at the grocery store for the person behind you. That's influence. That's impact, right? So you want to be the best version of you. You've got to be in love with you and put yourself first. Right. And then from a general leadership perspective, one of the first things I learned in coaching school, I went to IPEC, which best coaching program, hands down. Um, and to me, it felt like a bachelor's degree in personal development, right? Since then I moved on to do many other trainings, programs, licensing, but it was just amazing. And one of the first things that I was taught is all leadership is self-leadership, which really resonated with me because I had always thought what I was saying before, like, aren't I leading all the time? Like the way I show up is how I lead, but it really crystallized it. So let that in, right? All leadership is self-leadership because how sad is it that we don't see ourselves as leaders, mm -hmm. right? And we want to be better leaders, but you, you don't even see yourself as a leader. Right. So notice that it, rather know that, you know, with all leadership being self-leadership, it's like, okay, that kind of makes you stand up a little bit taller, you know, put your shoulders back. Okay, cool. I'm self-leading right now. And then that translates into your professional life, into your entrepreneurship and your team and how you show up. Mm -hmm. So how do we change our thinking around that? Because for a lot of women, you are the mom, you are the wife, you are, you know, you either are an entrepreneur, you are in corporate, you are leading in one way, shape or form. And you're, or you've, you've just been prone to give of everything to everyone else before you give to yourself. So talk to me about how you give to yourself in more than just 
self-care, going to get a pedicure or taking a bath, which are really important too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but how do you really create that relationship with yourself and put yourself first? What does that mean? Because I don't, I think women struggle with how do I do that and do everything else that I'm supposed to do? Yeah. So the first thing is, is you get rid of anything that feels like a supposed to or a should and you trash it or you delegate it. Mm -hmm right? This is about you coming into who you're capable of being. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It does not feel easy. Mm -hmm. And the people in your life that have gotten very used to you having no boundaries are going to be very upset. And that's okay. Because you're betraying yourself if you don't show up for yourself. And I'd like you to not be available for that. Right. Um, so it's a very big question that you're asking. And ultimately, the core answer is do the work, right? Do the work, hire a coach, join a program, come work with you, come work with me, do something because you will not do it alone. That's really important. Community and growth need to be married. It's really, really critical, right? Having a guide, having that support. But where we really start is in taking a look at what are the beliefs that you're running that are perpetuating this, I need to contort and be all things to all people. And I'm really valuable once I'm depleted. Right. Cause then it means like, yeah, I really, you know, ugh, it's so insane. Isn't it feel insane when we talk about it objectively? It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. And that's why I like to talk about it so naturally, because I need you to wake up to like, what am I doing? What am I tolerating? This is crazy. If I watch my daughter act this way, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. It's not okay. Go take care of yourself. Go rest. Go right. But God forbid you do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. So we have to start with taking a look at your belief system and what's driving the thoughts and the feelings and the behavior, right? And then really doing the work around healing some of the wounds and some of the modeling and influence that created those beliefs in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then starting to align to who you wanna become and, and doing the transformational work. Yeah. Journey. I think so, so many times it's easy to uh, stand behind the label that you are, or the role you're playing, right? I'm that mom, I'm a wife, I'm this, I'm that. Because if you take the label away, then it's you. And if you don't know who you are, how will others know who you are? And oftentimes the person you're trying to be is really not your authentic self, is the person you think others want you to be. <laughs> and on. you don't even know who your authentic self is because you've been doing all these other things for so many times, for so many years. Right. You're, you're spot on. And wouldn't it be amazing to start to identify what feels good to you? Yeah. Not because your spouse wants it or your mother told you that's the way it needs to be or your kid's dependency on you or, you know, what your boss needs you to be available at 9 p.m. to answer an email. It's like you got to audit. You have to audit. Who are you being? What are you tolerating? What are you allowing in your life? Because it's all a choice. Even the stuff that you want to argue with me and say, but it, I don't like it. Well, you're choosing it. You're choosing it because you're allowing it. And in Worthy Human, I talk about how tolerating and allowing are just slightly lighter words mm -hmm. for choosing. <laughs> Makes you feel just like a little bit better, but we're choosing it. So take a look at what you're choosing. We are choosing it. So you've mentioned this word a couple of different times and you actually have um, the choice method as you know, one of your uh, principles and strategies that you use in your program. So talk to me about that. What's that all about? Yeah, oh, the choice method is amazing. It is a four-step method for sustainable success and embodiment. So, you know, we cannot change what we do not notice, right? So, so starting to grow your conscious awareness, raising your consciousness is it's an absolute requirement 
to any kind of growth or change or generating more that you desire. So that's the beginning of the choice method is learning how to notice. Mm -hmm. No longer like judging it down and not having time to look at it, but really allowing yourself to notice like, oh, isn't it interesting that I just rolled my eyes when my husband just said that? And I've been feeling really disconnected to him lately. Oh, there's probably something there I need to take a look at, right? Or noticing like, oh, okay, I said I was gonna, you know, be visible and do my Facebook lives this week and make the offer on my program. And I'm noticing I'm feeling like really low and I haven't done any of those things I said I was gonna do, right? Noticing, so we have to build that notice muscle. And then we move into the interruption which is your ability, it's almost like stop, drop and roll kind of thing. Stop, drop and breathe. We have to interrupt your nervous system. Part of your ability to really change is reliant on your ability to self-regulate, your ability to create safety in your system so that you can grow and expand. So that becomes the next step. And now you're in a, okay, I just noticed something. Let's use the Facebook Live visibility example. I notice I'm not doing that live, okay. All right, let me interrupt myself, calm your system down. Then you move to phase three, which is the other big part of the, the work I do. In working with female leaders and entrepreneurs, I use what would she do, but you can absolutely use what would he do, what would they do? And then phase three is stopping and going, now that you've noticed and then you've interrupted, you pause, you go, well, what would she do? She is the version of you that you're becoming, not who you've been. Mm -hmm. And instantly she's gonna give you an answer. Mm -hmm. And the answer is gonna be, turn the Facebook Live on and do it right? Or get up and go have that conversation, right? Or whatever that is. And then you, the phase four is making the choice. Because if you keep choosing for yourself as the version that you are now, it's going to feel really hard. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be virtually impossible to create different while you stay the same. Making a new choice becomes very easy when the next level version of you is in charge of making those decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's what the choice method does. And it is the choice method, uh, what would she do and mind magic are, have a 0% fail rate. We have now have had hundreds of women globally go through this work, thousands through the what would she do work. And it works every single time. And that makes me so excited because that's what I'm after, like changing the world and transformation. So if you work it, it works. Yeah, it's, it's almost like empowering your future self to help your current self grow. Yeah, well, it's, it's having such a deep, profound love affair and connection with that future self, right? So we spend a lot of time too. a gift that I have for everyone hanging out with us is an embodiment training where you'll, you'll take a 10 minute visualization and go meet with her and design her, right? Because you have to, like me and my next level self are so tight. Right. So I usually look off to the right. I don't know why in my office, it's just where I get pulled to when I'm in like a, a leadership choice or something's going on with my team or a client or whatever. I'm just like, what would she do? And we're so connected that I don't have to think about it because she's already living in the reality of what I say I want. She's going to pull me into alignment. She's trust. She knows like she knows, like she knows she's love. She gets it. Right. So it's literally like the only place you're allowed to abdicate your power is to the next level version of you. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like a powerful visualization. So thank you for sharing oh, it with me. So you're going to love it. So I'm going to love it. And I'm sure others will too. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, what are you really excited about in your business right now? 
Oh, ah, uh, I am so excited about three things. I'm so excited about mind magic because it's just great and I love it. Um, and that is the container for female leaders and entrepreneurs who come in and do its healing mindset and energetics. And it's just incredible. I am super excited because I just started teaching my first inaugural cohort of the certified mind magic practitioner program. Mm. So because the work works so profoundly, it's going to be the legacy. And I'm now training other coaches, healers, service providers, and leaders in becoming certified in the mind magic work so that they can not reinvent the wheel and go take out the methods into the world and use it inside their audiences. And that's like, you know, that's like, I need to spend time celebrating and really realizing what I'm creating because it's, it's just massive, you know, us individually can make massive impacts, but it only goes so far mm -hmm. when you want to really ripple effect and, you know, like change the world, then the more people you can empower to utilize what you've created makes that impact exponentially wider and faster. Mm -hmm. So that's like beyond, there's a, there's a Yiddish word, uh, I'm Jewish and it's called kvelling. Like when you're kvelling over something, you're just like, you can't even get over it. You're like out of your mind, like in love, proud. That's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And um, we're the human live 2022. That's the other thing I'm excited about. So um, I created a three-day live event and that's happening in March of 2022. And it just happened in May. And it's just this incredible three-day, you, you actually come in the version of you that you are and you leave at least two levels up. It's like a vortex and it's amazing. And it's all women, women leaders and it's small. I always cap it at like right around 65 because we are in it. Like I'm touching you, we're hugging, we're crying, we're building, we're making new decisions. It's pretty spectacular. And I'm pumped about that because the thing I love the most is being with people in person. That's awesome. I need to touch you, you know, like I like to touch and hug and like know you and look into your eyes and it's human connection. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful that we are back in that place that we can do these live events. Yes. Yes. Everything. Well, good. Now, if you had to give a message to the women in the audience today, what would the message be? You are pure, lovable, worthy, whole, totally enough. Anything that has happened to you that has caused you to think otherwise is complete bullshit and a total lie. You get to play the game of how good can it get because if you can ideate it, imagine it, desire it, it means it already is available for you. And your position and your responsibility is to align to the woman who already has it so that it can be yours, so that the potential can be called to you because everything you want wants you. And that is everything. That's beautiful. It's like you're speaking to my soul and I'm sure you're speaking to others out there too. So thank you so for that. Glad. Thank you. And I'd like to end my interviews with just one last question. And that is, what does level up mean to you? Mm. It means to get beyond yourself. It means to really, really get beyond yourself, uh, leveraging the lessons you've learned right? Loving the trajectory. And I call them the rolling hills, right? And the dips of life into profound lessons that you start to implement where you are 
showing up more powerfully with more conviction, more belief in yourself and a profound like unwavering trust. And it gets better and better and better and better and better. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And as always, anything mentioned, any links, any notes, those will all be over on the redtulip.com in the podcast section of our website. So just head on over there and take a look. If you haven't connected yet with me personally, I would love to meet you. Come find me on Instagram at theredtulip underscore and send me a DM. Let me know you listened to this episode and let me know what you thought. Or come to the Level Up Together Facebook page and say hello. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Thanks for being brave. Thanks for being amazing. And thanks for being you. I can't wait to chat next time.